everybody. It's your boy, Duke, back with Siege in episode two, but kind of one. Last week, we had our first episode. It was called The Sports Scramble, I believe. Yeah, yeah, kind of a meh name, right? So we've come up with a new one. It's called The Siege Mentality. So technically, I guess this is episode one, and I'm here with Siege. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, let's call it episode one. Let's pretend that episode last week never happened. Yeah, that's fine by me. You were awful in it. I was awful the first 25 minutes. I was like, like it felt like I just woke up from a nap. It was just like. <laughs> More energy this week. Episode one, of course, he is. No, no, don't don't promise something you can't commit to. Hey, hey, I'll bring the energy every day. I'm just waiting on you, man. He's CJ Kaltenbach. Of course, he's at the Siege DFS, S-E-I-G-E. If you're not following me. Oh, come me, on. Two home runs? Are you kidding me? And there he is, watching baseball in the middle of the podcast. I'm your boy, Duke, at DukeDFS on Twitter. We're here to talk about everything. Why late swap? Why? Why would you ever late swap? Ever. It's the dumbest thing in the world. So you're in favor of no late swap. I'm the dumbest. It's late swap's fine. Just how about when you make a lineup and you have no real reason to change it, don't change it. But late swap's the edge for sharps like you, man. You freaking the guy who has two home runs for the guy who can't get a hit. It's great. And they're basically the same player. It didn't even do it. Like, they're basically the same player. <sighs> you want to talk some more about it? No. Just, it, it had to be right as we started on the air, too. It's just like, nah, it's, God forbid, you know, I have a good version of Tampa Pittsburgh stack. Nah. Nah, of course not. I have the bad version with the guy who has three instead of the guy who's got 50. <sighs> Did you spend, like, six hours writing an article only to rip it up right before kickoff because Diego Simeone's a bitch? Uh, no, I didn't do that. That was me. But we're going to talk about uh, kind of whip around sports. Obviously, as we get closer to football season, we'll trend more towards that. As of right now, we're going to save you from the best ball talk and the rankings of, uh, you know, fantasy football. Plenty of podcasts out there. Talk a little bit about everything. And I figure we start here, Seeds. We talked last week about Notre Dame, of course, Ohio State, college football, where we were with the state of that. Big decision coming down this week, Pac-12, uh, big Pac-12 following the Big Ten's lead of Supposedly, well, let's following. They were in, they were in cahoots. Supposedly, canceling their season. But let's be clear. Those two conferences were. They, they, let's be clear. They were in it together. The Big Ten wasn't canceling if they didn't have anybody to go with. Yeah, I don't, you know, I didn't even think about this till just now. Do you think the Big Ten cancels if Jim Delaney's still the uh, the head of the conference? Probably not. He dragged his balls all over every other conference, and if there was a chance they could play, I think he would have been out there. I don't. For me, it's. It's a lot of things, right? Number one, it's disappointing, but understandable to an extent. I don't understand why they wouldn't coordinate with other conferences and come up with a unified statement. How can teams, you take a, you know, a college like Iowa. As of today, Iowa's not going to play football. Iowa State, right across the state, is going to play in the Big 12. How does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. And it's just... It just shows you the risk tolerance of some of these these schools. I mean, like Notre Dame's in the Big Ten country, and they are going to play football this year. It might just be them and, like, high school kids from across the street, but they're playing. Like, they're in. They're playing. Uh, I think the ACC is in for it for the long haul. I think the Big 12 is definitely going to play. I think Nebraska and Ohio State are going to play fall football. I don't wow. think the Big Ten's going to – I don't think the Big Ten's going to get – I would not be surprised if the the, uh, the Big 12 non-conference games turned out to all be against Nebraska and Ohio State. Wouldn't surprise me. I, I, and I, Michigan might be in there, too. Michigan might play, too. I, I think this was just the state schools that didn't want to deal with the legal budgets. And maybe, maybe Michigan can't play for the same reason, but I just – I think those big schools are going to play. 
There's too much money on the line for them not to play. Well, I said supposedly because that's kind of what was going to be my take. Of course, we didn't talk about this beforehand. But, I mean, first of all, are you, are you CG sources over here? Are you, do you have inside folks at Notre Dame that you're guaranteeing they're going to play? Or are you just assuming because they have basically an ACC schedule and the ACC is scheduled to play that they'll be a part of that? They've gone through a lot of hoops since June to play. And, they're, and, they're, and their students are on campus. There's just no reason for them not to play. And that they reported, I think that it was like 99.6% of tests came back of all their first of all their students came back negative. Like, I just don't see why they're not going to play. Do you think there's a big difference between the NFL, which we know is going to play? Paid I don't athletes. think we know the NFL is going to play yet. You don't think that you don't think you know that the NFL is going to play? What would I mean, it take between I mean, now I mean, and the start play of the NFL? Some games, but if you if you told me if you would bet me right now that they played 16 games, I would take the no. Do you think? So you think maybe they'll negotiate for a shorter season and then complete that shorter season? I think a shorter season is definitely still on the table. But we're playing football. Maybe. I mean, well, who the see, hell knows? What are you doing? You're going to break. You're going to make me cry on the podcast, man. What are you talking about? I mean, who about? the hell knows if we're playing football or not? I hope we play football. I, I go through my day-to-day life hoping we're playing football. How my job relies on us playing football. I hope we're playing football. But you can't sit here and tell me we know for sure we're playing football. We don't know anything. Well, here's what we know. We know more today than we did, uh, say, late February, early March, when I was 100% convinced we were going to have March Madness. It may have been in a little bubble. <laughs> Maybe the teams are isolated. And within me literally too. I was 24 like, hours, too. I was like, wait a minute. We're not playing any basketball. What are we talking about? I was like, I was like wait, we're not just going to push this back a month and a half and do a bubble? Hold on. What? 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 They did say they're guaranteeing they'll have a tournament in 2021. And, of course, we're getting back to normal here slowly but surely. But, yeah, for me, we'll wrap up the college football topic here. I, I kind of think – I'm with you, man. I think the big boys, and it's important that the big boys do it because they can carry that stick, could look to schedule games. We saw superstars like Justin Fields come out and say they wanted to play. I don't know if you saw this siege, but Ryan Day on another conference call – apparently I'm on all these Ryan Day conference calls based on the last two episodes – suggested that if we do have a spring season, it started January 1. Games right away, play like an eight-week season. It's not going to happen. I think, it, I think if they don't play in the fall, they'll have something similar to that. Just all the good players from Ohio State are going to peace out. So that's the only way they get it done is if they start on January 1. If they start anywhere no later than that. There's no chance, Justin, Justin Fields. Go on a beach island, chill out until the combine in February. Peace out. Have a nice day. See you later. No chance he's playing football starting January 1. No chance. And that's really going to affect the small schools like Notre Dame. Ohio State just reloads. Next guy up. Did you not see their quarterback problems? They had to go get Justin Fields because they couldn't find one. No, they had one in Joe Burrow. but well, that's <laughs> They had story. Dwayne Haskins, Joe Burrow. <laughs> I mean, but they didn't think they had one. So, you know. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's move on to uh, golf. And, obviously, Colin Morikawa is an absolute monster. Did you play the Wyndham this week? I didn't play. I was too heartbroken. I, I actually made I, money last I week. I wasn't going to play. And then I had, like, $25 on a small site, and their tournament was going to overlay. And I was like, I'll just button click. <laughs> I put it out. I didn't go heavy. Like, 75 bucks, something like that. End up making $9 or something, something close to that. But, uh, obviously, it was better to watch than to play Daily Fantasy there. Morikawa. This guy's got some stones, man. Chips in on 14, drives a green on 16, puts it to seven feet, drops the putt. What is he, like 23 years old? What the hell were you doing at 23? Uh, don't remember. I definitely wasn't driving greens at 16, on 16 in a major. I was probably reading law books. 
Yay. Dork. Is there, okay, what's the bigger story? Morikawa coming to the forefront here, backing it up. Remember, it wasn't too long ago he blew a tournament, uh, I believe, um, in a playoff. Missed yeah, a short he missed putt. like a three-footer. I yeah. think which one it was. It was either the second right or the back. third one. Right it was the second one. It. it was um, it wasn't AT and T. It was. I'm gonna come up with the name of this. The Heritage RBC Heritage. Mm-hmm. Bigger story: him winning it or Brooks Kepka shitting on the entire field, saying DJ's got one major. I don't know who the rest of these guys are, and then coming out and shooting like plus five on Sunday. Nah, I mean, I'm just here for all the trash talk. Like, worry just being like, I don't know who he's talking about. He's got 21 titles to your seven. Like, I'm here for this. Like, sign me up. Put them in a group. Let's go. Do you think there's a sneaky rivalry between those two? That's a couple oh, times they've gone back all three of those guys don't like each other. Or at least they're willing to pretend they don't like each other. I don't hear. I'm here for ratings. Let's go. Put them in some groups. Let's get this done. I don't understand why you take a sport like golf, which is typically old white people, right? And country clubs and polos. Look at this shit I'm wearing. Pebble Beach and a Titleist hat. And now you get... Some other players coming through, younger players, Justin Thomas with a little bit of personality, Jordan Spieth, hey, love y'all stuff, winning championships. He's falling off the map. He's grinding on the on the range. You got, you know, a dude, what the hell was that guy's name who was out there? Um, Ho-Tung Lee, who's out there for like 13 hours grinding balls. Brooks Kepka's talking shit. Rory's bouncing back. Let these dudes, Justin Thomas, with the most relatable comment of all time. That's exactly how I felt about him all weekend long, having Rossin run a ton of my teams. I was using that language starting like Friday. So took him until Sunday to get back out, to get on my wavelength. And then we actually saw a few fans, man. I, I don't know if you heard it, picked it up on the coverage there, but kids were like, not kids, adults even, were outside the fence, poking holes in the fence, trying to get, just get a look at anything and then cheering on a few shots. I kind of forgot. I'm so adjusted to this new world already. I forgot what it was like to hear the roars on a decent shot. And it's like a handful of people. I liked what they did the ATT where they built up like the the stands in people's in people's yards <laughs> to watch over. I was like, that's so that's so insane. Have you ever been to a Packer game? I've not Lambeau? been to a Packer game. No. Oh, you got to do it, man! The most bizarre experience. Obviously, Lambeau Field right there in the heart of Green Bay. You just pull off literally a two lane highway. There's a stadium right next to a neighborhood. Parked in someone's driveway. Walked through a neighborhood tailgate grab like three or four beers and a brat on the way nicest people in the world all right how about like do you ever play with random people when you golf or do you just go with friends all the time i mean sometimes you get paired up with random people and but most of the time it's with friends yeah because i'm i usually i have one guy i golf with pretty regularly but then we always get paired up with twos not so much recently because of covid and the play being down but the one thing that i noticed and i picked up on this coverage because there were no fans I didn't realize how often these guys were sucking each other's dicks after a good shot. Every single shot, I was like, good shot, good shot. They're telling each other good shot all the time. Well, that's because they freaking know that they're going to get caught. They want to pretend like they're good guys while they know they're going to get hurt. You don't think that's genuine? I mean, who? I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't want to be the guy who comes across like a dick. Yeah, true. I mean, like, nice, like, you know, hit the bucket and be like, nice shot, Rory. Like, have- you, that would get across social media. You'd be like a meme in no time. I have like a three good shot minimum. I can't, there's nothing weirder than playing like the early tee time, 7.30 tee time or something. Oh. The guy hits like a decent shot. You don't know him. I'm like, good shot, buddy. And then the second shot, he pipes one down the driveway. How about that one? It's like, okay, yeah, good. Sh- like, I'm, move on. Get in your car, asshole. <laughs> <sighs> I can't do it. I don't know. What, does that make me a bad guy? 
I don't know. I'm a, I'm just a, if it's a good shot, it's a good shot. If I say it 50 times, I say it 50 times. It doesn't really bother me. Anymore. Oh, you're nicer than me, Siege. How about we got to talk about I mean, about if they're good man. shots, then I'll say it. If they're not good shots, then you don't get a good shot. It better be a good shot. What if they goad you for a good shot? What if they hit a shot maybe just off the fairway first cut of French? And they want you to say good shot? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good luck, right? How about NBA? You guaranteed us last week that the Suns would not make the playoffs. Your thoughts? Did I guarantee they would make the playoffs? I don't think that's what I said, is it? That's exactly what you said. 100% certainty. Well, then, we can well, run the good, clip. Well, then, well, then good, thing, uh, good thing Memphis won today. So uh, we're off the hook there. Yeah. I've been rooting for the Suns the last four days. Like, I, like going 8-0 and not making the bubble or not making the playoffs kind of sucks. But kind of looks like what we're in for now. So yeah, Grizzlies win 119-106 today. But how good Oh, is... they just were – it was the biggest luck box I've ever seen in my life. Just freaking... Nine times in a row? Oh, just yeah, just couldn't miss like the Bucks couldn't make a layup, and Memphis was hitting like these running threes from like Anthony Tolliver, and I'm like, oh come on, like you, get the hell out of here. What's your big proclamation this week for the NBA? Last week you said no way the Suns are going to make it. You've well, already th- that turns out it's, that turns out it's going to be right. So you know, assuming that Portland doesn't lose to Brooklyn, which I think we can safely say isn't going to happen. Uh <sighs> Uh, no round one upsets in the East. I think it's going to be pretty chalky. Straight chalk. Yeah, straight chalk. Celtics? I mean, yeah, I just – I don't see any of those bottom four in the East really putting up a fight. Do you see what Horford's uh, sister texted out or uh, tweeted out? No. So, I, who do the Celtics have first round? I forget. I'm drawing a Philly. Right. Philly. She tweeted out like, yay, first round Philly. Whispers, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's uh, I. Sorry, Philly. I, I don't like your chances. Uh, no Ben Simmons. Uh, Boston just has too many explosive playmakers. Uh, you have to play Shake Milton a lot of minutes. It's going to crumble your defense. I mean, yeah, Joel Embiid. It's possible, but uh, I just don't. The Celtics have played really good basketball in the bubble. I don't see how they're going to lose. But you never know. It's basketball. It could happen, but I don't think so. Who's better, Simmons or Embiid? Embiid, Simmons is awful. He's so overrated. Do you really think he's – I mean, I know – I think he's overrated too. How overrated do you think he is? Is he a top ten, top five point He's Andrew league? Wiggins, con- like, overrated. Whoa. People, like, think that – that contract's going to be worse than the Andrew Wiggins contract in a year or two. <laughs> That's saying – He Wiggins can't shoot outside three good. feet. Is that his role? They could have kept Markel Fultz on the team. How can that be your role? I mean, they could have kept Markel Fultz for cheaper than at that point. Good, great trade, Philly. Great trade. God, I was really hoping Memphis would miss the playoffs too. We'd get a freaking lottery pick out of that. That would have been fun. Hey, speaking of lottery picks, is the NHL lottery rigged? Rangers number one overall pick after the dude drops the ball. Did you see this? Yeah, he drops the ball, and then the Rangers are number one. Yeah, Uh, not only that, but another ball like shot up the tube like twice, and then bounced out, and then all of a sudden the Rangers get in there. I mean. I mean, I'm all for the NBA. I'm all for the conspiracy theory on the on, on the lottery. But I always like when the NBA like after like the lottery is, results are announced, they uh, go ahead and they like release the video of it being like actually drawn behind the scenes. So much fun! I actually watch it every year because I'm just like, I'm gonna make sure this thing's not rigged. And you think and that's the Celtics a, that's actually a... did well? And I was like, all right, not rigged. You think they couldn't doctor that video? It's like right after. Like that would be like one quick doctoring. Unless they've already done it. Oh, I guess they do draw the bath. 
I don't know. Are you into the NBA right now? I'm, I'm kind of, there's too many sports going on. I have to pick I was and in choose the NBA until everyone started sitting out. And then I was into it when I wanted the Suns to make the playoffs desperately. And then Memphis just decided they were going to shoot lights out. So dumb. So what are you, what are you watching right now? MLB? I was, I'm not even watching that anymore. My DFS, I mean, I played Tampa and Pittsburgh, which was fine. The stupid Hunter Renfro, two home runs. Swapped them out. So, yippee doo day. Are you in a season log league this year or did you pass? Oh, a ton. Uh, I got like 30 of them. Jesus. Were you managing day to day or is this something you set weekly? No, it's all week, it's weekly stuff. Yeah. We're bi weekly lineup changes and weekly waivers. So, we, we're doing our, our usual home game there, but it's weekly. Actually, I take that back. Maybe it is daily. I'm just setting it weekly. <laughs> <laughs> no, Probably why you're not doing so I was talking to a buddy last night. He's like, yeah, why didn't you play? I forget who it was, the, you know, Carrasco or something. And I'm like, what? I thought I did. He's like, no, he's on your bench. Motherfucker. I don't know. There's too much going on, man. How do you keep track of all of it? Uh, it's just, it's all on one site and you just sit here and spend like two hours a day looking at it. It's not a bad job, right? There's worse. There's worse. Like being Diego Simeone. We talked about him off the top. Champions League action today. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we head to Tuesday. Two unbelievable finishes. PSG coming back out of nowhere, down 1-0, then score two goals in the last five minutes. Did you watch? No. <laughs> right in my face? You're just not going to watch that sport? This beautiful I, Sorry. I had my uh, – there was M- there was NBA I was watching, and I just kept assuming that Memphis would stop missing shots. I was like, oh, they'll stop missing shots eventually. But this was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, like, that Tuesday. was yesterday. Tuesday, whatever day. I what was I doing on Wednesday? Tuesday? When today's Thursday? Yeah, it was on Wednesday. <laughs> this is siege mentality where we we learn the days of the week. I have no idea what the hell day of the week it is. Uh, <laughs> what did I do yesterday? Well, how about today? So today you were golfing. Oh, right? I was, we had- yesterday I was just like a zombie because my stupid Bruins had to play at ten a.m. Central, and so I had to set an alarm. Which okay for most people, no big deal. For me, like waking up at ten a.m. is like the end of the world. What time do you go it, to bed? Uh, like two to three. So like a 10 a.m. wake up call for me is just like a disaster. I'm just like miserable, like all day. You, <laughs> so wait, and, and then they, had, to go, they had the nerve to go to double overtime. So I couldn't even take a damn nap. It was miserable. It sounds brutal, man. So what do you get like 10 hours of sleep a day? I try to get like nine. That's so much sleep. That's what you're supposed to get. I think it's like seven, isn't it? Good Seven's job, Jose Materials. Oh, for five. That's why the Cardinals trade. Just close that tab, man. Your, your night's over. It's just, they have 16 runs. How is my day over? <laughs> 16 the, runs in the top of the sixth and my day is over, right? It's really discouraging. How about MMA this week? We got uh, Daniel Cormier, no, Steve I don't Amy do Ocean. MMA. Why this podcast do, will not do MMA. No. This podcast will do MMA. Do you not watch it? You don't like it or what? Nope. Just, I mean. Wait a minute. Here's are what you happens. The, here's are you what the one that says it's, it's a barbarian sport? No. Here's, here it is. Here's what I do. Every like month or two, there's like a big card. Everyone pops up like, oh, there's this huge card. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'll watch the fights. I'll, be, I'll, I'll bet on them because that's the only way I can care. My one guy kills, basically kills the other guy. He's minus 1,000 to win heading into the score, judges' scorecards. And then he always loses. Every time. It's so stupid. Like if one if one guy like if common sense can prevail, like the guy's minus ten, like he's freaking a ten to one favorite to win the match after it's over, and does it consistently, your sport is stupid. Or it's not even a sport; it's like a freaking 
It's like WWE, except slightly wrestling because we don't know who's supposed to win. Stupid. It's just stupid. Sorry. And we're not doing MMA on this pod. We've got experts for that, and I ain't it. Stipe, I think, uh, you know, big battle with Cormier. Who you got? (laughs) Couldn't even tell you what the hell that means. (laughs) <laughs> no, I got to agree. I mean, the, the judging obviously has been a big topic of issue, even more so without the fans. All right, I guess we're not going to talk MMA on this podcast. Are you following the playoffs, NHL? Yeah, we just talked about my Bruins at 10 a.m. in the morning. It's a good time. Yeah, we talked about getting 10 hours Remember why we're recording the podcast now? because, oh, yeah, I have to watch the playoff game after this? Yep. You guys going to win? <sighs> I would if we play like we did the last two periods, we'll win. We looked really bad in the first period. Getting out of that period with 1-1, I thought, was a huge miracle. We were awful in that first period. But played good the next two. If we play like that, we'll be fine. Anything better than NHL playoffs? What would you say, MLB playoffs or NHL playoffs? NHL playoffs for sure. NHL playoffs are the best playoffs. And there's, like, that whole – the whole reason they're playing at 10 a.m. is because some game went to five overtimes. Like, Yeah. Like, these guys can barely move, and they're on skates hitting each other. Like, yes, yes. Like, I'm all in for NHL playoffs. That's it. <laughs> I was talking to someone about, you know, because obviously we have Champions League going on right now, the World Cup, and all kinds of things. They are saying, what if soccer had the NHL rules and just played until there was a goal? Number one, I think that's an awful idea. Field's much bigger. They score way fewer times, less shots. Uh, they, they don't take shifts like hockey. I think they would literally end in a death, and it would be the most boring thing in the world. Are you in favor of the NHL overtime rules, or would you like to see more of a shootout? I'm a huge fan. Of the let's NHL say, let's say they. I think soccer should five. just go to eight. Soccer should just go to eight. eight they should adopt the NHL rule. Go to eight, eight, eight on eight soccer. That would be like awesome. Up and, up and down the field, that will solve all the problems with being slow. And then the winners decided on the field, and not in these stupid penalty kicks, which is just like all luck, basically. My favorite thing about the NHL playoffs, having like a four or five overtime game then watching them play the very next day. How in the hell do you have legs? Like, how, how can you skate? No idea. It, it's true in all the sports. I remember basketball, the undefeated, uh, undefeated Warriors played like a double overtime game in Boston, barely won it, then flew to Milwaukee. And Milwaukee was like minus six the next day. And it's just like, you knew. It was just like, there's no chance. And, you know, when you look at little things like that, I know Friday Polly over on Elite Sports Betting um, was watching Ho-Tung Lee hit balls forever his following day's round opened at 68 Paulie hammered it everyone hammered it within two minutes it was up to 70 and a half there's small edges like that, that you can get uh in the betting market I mean do you ever do that do you ever watch a game and go nope tomorrow I'm hitting the other side actually like the best sport for that for me is formula one I was watching qualifying and this car qualified 16th because uh, his time got DQ'd because he like exceeded the track limit but he was like fifth on pace and he was 16th in the field, and he was like five to one to finish in the top 10. And I was just like, what? Five to one? The guy was the top five car. I just immediately hammered it. I drove over to Illinois and hammered it. Well, I attempted to hammer it there, but then they don't let you bet on F1 over there. So I had to hammer it some more on other places. I was just hammering it everywhere I could, just anywhere I could get money on it. And the guy was running between seventh and 10th all day, sweat free. He was 101 to finish in the top six, which was live for a minute when he was right in seventh. And I was like, let's go. It was one of the biggest misprices I've seen. But, yeah, F1 is probably the one sport where I'm just like, I know it the, probably the best, probably of any sport. 
Yeah, we lost your audio there for a second, but you got a little bit of a touch cord. I love F1. We won't, I won't make you, I won't make you go through it. Okay, I love we'll just F1. talk where the, where the love for F1 come from and then we'll move on. The Netflix documentary, Drive to Survive, you have to watch it. It's got everything America loves too. It's amazing it's not an American sport. It's got drama, teammates hating each other. Did I mention drama? Cars wrecking, punches being thrown. It's got everything America likes. I don't understand how it's not like America's favorite sport. I don't understand. I really don't. What's more dramatic than watching one guy beat the shit out of another for 15 minutes, have it go to a judge's scorecard, and still not know who's going to win the match? That's stupid. Stupid. Like, it doesn't matter how many wheels of the car get across the car. It's just like, I know if the car gets across the line first, they win. Did I see Lewis Hamilton won with a punctured tire? Yeah, he did. A couple weeks ago. How the hell does that happen? Going like 190 miles an hour. Uh, so he was up by like 25 seconds. The car in second kind of realized it had tire troubles and it had a big gap to third. So they pitted. So Lewis Hamilton had like a 50 second lead. And like, as the second place car goes into the pits to get his new tires, the first, it's all like the final lap too. So it's like with like one or two laps to go, he comes in and pits on the final lap. Lewis Hamilton blows the tire right, right as he passes the pit lane entry too. So he has to circle all the way around, but he had a minute, you know, he had a minute lead and held on by like two seconds. That's got to be. Oh, it's really frustrating for the second place driver who's like, why'd you pit me? His tire blew up. It's like, no. yeah, well, your tire might have blown up too if we hadn't pitted you. I was going a different direction. That's got to be the most Formula One talk on any podcast in America right now. We might be the Formula One podcast. We should be the Formula One. I, I, I could talk Formula One for hours and hours and hours. Like, there's drama now. Like, there's, like, four teams, like, suing another team for cheating. It's amazing. I'm telling you. Drive to Survive on, on Netflix. Watch the docs. There's two seasons now of it. It's, it's amazing. Like, drivers, like, the drivers change teams in the middle of the seasons, and then they hate each other the second half of the season. It's fantastic. It really is. And there's a lot of money to be made in the betting markets, too. And there's a lot of money to be made for Formula One drivers. I know Andretti back in the day was one of the highest paid athletes. Money flying all over the place now. Speaking of money, tight ends getting paid this week. Out of nowhere, George Kittle signs a monster deal. And, of course, today, I want to say, Travis Kelsey got paid as well. Yeah, whatever. Like, like we saw Mookie. Mookie Betts started this. He took a – all these athletes are taking high-dollar signing bonuses. And they're picking less years and less money to do it. Because they're just locking the money in the bank account now. They don't know what's going to happen with no fans in the future. So they're locking in signing bonuses. We saw Patrick Mahomes even do it a little bit. So, I mean, again, we just see these players. They're just going to lock in these signing bonuses. So if you think team-friendly deals were a thing of the past, I think you're going to see more of them in the next 12 months. And players like this have the leverage. I mean, obviously, Kelsey, Kittle, two of the best, if not the best two tight ends. Uh, I mean, they, you know, they, they the get game. discounts, too. It's like they, they, they sign for discounts. Mm -hmm. But, they, you know, they've got $40 million in the $30 million in the bank. Like, great. I, I know I'm good forever. Is George Kittle worth that money? Is George Kittle worth that money? What? He's like the best tight end in football. What are you talking about? Is a tight end worth that money? Is this – are you trolling me right now? Is this a troll? Like, are you trying to, like, get me to, like, get all fired up here? No, I'm asking like, serious Elite questions. tight ends are really good to have. Let's see. Kelsey and Kittle, they played in this game last year. Help me out here. It's played in February – it's played on a neutral field. Um, normally has like about 100,000 fans in it. Uh, the ads cost about $3 million for 10 seconds. Oh, it's called the Super Bowl. That's right. 
and uh, Kittle and Kelsey. Oh, they played on each one of those teams. And then before that, the Pats had Gronk and made a bunch of Super Bowls. Uh, yeah, I think it's slightly important. Definitely had nothing to do with, like, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo? Is that where you're going to go Jimmy with Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead, throw Jimmy G in with those two. I mean, Patrick Mahomes didn't – I mean, whatever. It's Hold fine. on, let's finish that sentence. Patrick Mahomes didn't what? Didn't win at Texas Tech without a title. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> I love Patrick Mahomes. I've been a Patrick Mahomes shooter forever. I was just making you, a hard time there. You couldn't even say it with a straight face. No, I couldn't say it with a straight face. I mean, like, who the hell's going to play to defense? Who's going to hell's going to go to Texas Tech to play defense? Like, not his fault, not Cliff Kingberry's fault, but I was going to make a joke there because I could. Well, shit, I was hoping you were saying they weren't going to be worth it, but you're too smart of a guy. To me, this is this is a position you spend at, and it's not even a crazy money. I'd, I'd rather have – You're the one who just said is their tight end's worth it. Backtrack alert. We need like, we need a sound effect when you backtrack off a take. Like, just back it up. Back it up. Would you rather pay a wide receiver or a tight end? Tight end. Exactly. That's my point. All right, we're on the same it page there. your point. It's your point now. Do <laughs> you think I just – you think you changed my opinion by saying I that I think you just Patrick decided Mahomes you didn't want to have this ball? argument because you didn't let the side I was on and backed out of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, let me ask you this. Kyle Shanahan, where do you rate him in the coaching pantheon right now? Because I was – I'm in Atlanta. I was here for the debacle in the Super Bowl. But you since mean then, the greatest day in coaching history? Can I tell you this, Siege? This, I didn't – wasn't going to go here, but I was at a Super Bowl party, which is crazy to think about now with everything going on in Atlanta with all Atlanta Falcons fans. They were literally calling bosses, texting bosses. I won't be in tomorrow. We're going to the parade at halftime. I was getting so much shit at halftime. I was at a party of friends in St. Louis and I was in the basement watching and with one of my friends who just felt a little sorry for me, came up at halftime to grab a bottle of something, uh, chuggable. Let's call it that. Um, <laughs> And they gave me shit. And I was like, I was like, it's not over yet, boys. You keep talking. Did you really believe like, you just grabbed the bottle? And I was like, yeah, well, I'm probably going to need this. But it's not over yet. God, one and, of the most uh, improbable endings ever. Oh, it was beautiful. And then, and then, uh, see, and then uh, Pete Carroll, in his infinite wisdom, had to do the same Donald. Ah, oh, love it. Love it. Formula One, Pat's football. That's what we're going to talk here. Kyle Shanahan, where do you rank him in the pantheon of coaches here, you know, today? Top third-ish. Yeah. So, what do you have, Belichick? I mean, I would have to think about it. Like, I don't want to throw a list out here without having to think about it because then you forget someone and then you get, you, you get major trouble for it. So, this is not an official list. I'm, I'm, I, you know what? No, I'm not going to get the list. Come back here to next comes. week. I'll have a list for next week. I don't want to get myself in trouble by forgetting someone. Because then you forget someone, and then it's a big deal. I did this once with NBA Top 20 players. I forgot a couple, and it became a huge deal. So I'm going to sit there, and I'll think it through. I can tell you who's not going to be there. Bill O'Brien will not be on the list. Is he a worse coach or GM? GM. He's probably a fine. He's fine as a coach. He's not terrible. I'll tell you right now who's going to make it, though, who people are going to be like, what? Brian Flores will absolutely be a top 10 coach. What makes you absolutely think that? Absolutely be in the top 10. Yeah. Because he, he rallied a group of, of misfits last year. He's a good, he was a good coach in New England. I, I was sadly like, normally other when the coordinators leave him, like, whatever. When Flores left, I was like, this sucks. Like, he's actually good. Yeah, he, he's definitely in the top 10. He might crack the top five. 
Damn, that's a call right there. I'll give you credit if that actually comes true. I just wonder I, I if he's, he's ever really going to get the right team. Now. Is he ever going to get the team that will allow him? You can only coach the, the players The Dolphins might so finish much. second in that division this year. Or they're going to win this division. They're, they could win the division this year. It's wide open. Yeah, true. I guess if it Cam is. If Newton's healthy, they're probably not going to win it. But, like, I, I think they're pro- – I mean, they're not that much worse than the Bills. And I think people are like, oh, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills. And I'm like, yeah, the Dolphins are pretty good. <laughs> I think maybe for once it's going to be a competitive division. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of believe that when I see it. But yeah, true. I, I, I just I do think the Dolphins are way better than people think. Jets still stink though. Jets are terrible. Bills are overrated. Dolphins are hilarious. I I can't. I mean, we promised no best ball, but man, I got so much, so many Dolphins. <laughs> I have all the Dolphins. Just late value or where you're grabbing them? All the late value. Just late value. Just, yeah. Uh, like, they're just being drafted like they're a terrible offense. I'm like, did, we, did you guys not watch them last year? They were in shootouts all the time. <laughs> but I think that's, that's part of it, right, is I think people get too hung up in how good a team is, how good a player is in fantasy. It's all about opportunity, right? Yep. And with the Dolphins giving up a billion points, Shortly, they're going to have to come back and throw quite a bit. Any hot takes from the NFL here in the last two weeks? I know you mentioned last week, which I thought was crazy, that the deadline to opt out was arbitrary. That it was just there to to be there, and people would opt out afterwards. You still feeling the same way? Yeah, no, nothing really changed. Like people in the like by the late of August are just like I don't feel like playing football. They're just gonna peace out. Like, like they might just retire instead of calling an opt out. They might not get the hundred and fifty k, but people are. Definitely just gonna be like, nah. So like there's definitely gonna be someone. There always is someone. Oh, we didn't talk about this. How about the NBA? Just we 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 sat here and we praised the commissioner as the best commissioner in sports. What a smart guy. And now the NBA is changing the rules to allow family and close friends into the book. That's not changing the rules. That's the rules they were always gonna be. They I mean they're changing, read the article. They're changing the protocol. No, they're not. It's the same protocol as it was always going to be. That it was going to be, but not that it has been, and we've had zero issues until now. It was. They always said families and close relatives were going to come after the first round. You didn't think. You didn't think the single guys were going to be able to bring a girlfriend. What'd you think? No, I did not. Oh come on. So what? Now they're going to have to have like these marriages over Zoom to freaking let them come into the bubble. Come on. Siege, you're not a married guy. If you told me. I would get to go live in a bubble for a month and a half, play video games, drink some beers, hang out with the boys. I think I'd be okay with that. Easy to say now. Or <laughs> actually do it in practice. I mean, okay, so what happens when there's a positive test? Do we there's end the family and friends? a positive test. You're saying it right now on this podcast. Siege Mentality, episode one. There will not be a positive COVID test from here through the end of the NBA playoffs. From anyone inside the bubble? No. You want to bet? Maybe. Yeah. We'll come up with a bet. Next episode, we'll talk about like it. Like, when people are coming in, they'll test positive, but they won't get inside the bubble. Like, so once you, they're inside the bubble, there will be no COVID inside the bubble. Gotcha. So, you don't think anybody that's asymptomatic will come in, spread the virus, and then leave? You know they have to still quarantine, right? Yeah. They have to quarantine for three days in the home market and then four days in Orlando. They still sounds have to like quarantine got, a week. Sounds like we got a bet. Yeah, I think we do. I think everyone's just assuming that like, they're just going to be able to waltz in off the street and walk into the bubble. Like That's not how this is going down. 
No, they're going to put them on a bus right from Magic City, bring them right from Atlanta, straight down to Orlando. It's about a seven-hour drive. And then they just meet them outside the bubble. Bing, bang, yeah, boom. Yeah, I see that's not – if that was going to happen, that already would have happened. <laughs> now they got other people mixing and mingling. There's open rooms. There's open rooms before. It's freaking Disney World. You know how many rooms that place has? Bet me. Bet me. I, I might like I I think you're way underestimating like how this is gonna this is gonna be fun like the NBA is not gonna risk the playoffs like if they didn't have confidence this wasn't gonna work they wouldn't do it. Well, let's the playoffs do this. Is where all the money is. You come up with a bet. You come up with the terms. You let me know. We'll hash it out. Oh, we'll put it out I, there. Maybe we'll let the people come up with some terms because this I think you're way underestimating. Like I think you're way, just assuming like people are just gonna walk into the bubble. I, that's not happening. Well, I'll tell you what. I also don't think it's going to be many people as you think it's going to be either. I'm not worried about the married guys. Those aren't the ones I'm worried about here, Siege. I'm not really worried about the single guys either. Like, they're not going to – you can't bring in random girls. They already established that. We'll do this. Head on over to Twitter at Siege Mentality, S-E-I-G-E Mentality. Hit us up. Give us some terms. Give us – just – formulate the bet and say what we should bet we can do money if you want to but i think uh something else would be a little bit more entertaining um where you just got that account started we're working on smart work right now i'm going to post some clips from the show and uh start doing some posts from there so head over there to follow us let's do this let's finish with um a little ask the internet have you ever heard of this game nope it's a actually a card game it's a bunch of like would you rather type of things there's a couple we can pick from. If you, uh, would you rather be drunk 24-7 or never be drunk again? Never be drunk again. That's the easiest answer in the world, right? Yeah. How about 10 years ago? Never drink again. I, see, Being I might, drunk all the time is miserable. I, but I think there's that, there's that little bit of drunk when you're like, I'm not drunk, but you are drunk. I think if you but can find that. That's not what that, the question's asking. Well, that's, that's technically drunk, right? That's not what the question's asking. So you think if it's like fall down sloppy drunk? The no, rest of your no. Life? We didn't say blacked out, but like you're drunk. Like you're not maybe sorta. You are. I'm not drunk. Right. I'm not drunk. <laughs> if you're like that, that's bad, right? We used to have a buddy yeah. in college. Every time he'd, we knew he was drunk because he'd say, "I can drive." It's like, well, pff, give me the, give me the keys. He, we wouldn't <laughs> be talking about driving. You'd just be sitting around. My buddy he would go, "I can drive." Like what? No, give me your fucking keys, dude. <laughs> We're not talking about that drunk. We're talking about maybe that sweet spot. But no, I think the easy answer is obviously no. Never drink again, right? Yep. If you could have one person narrate or do play-by-play of you having sex, who would it be? Don't say me. Gus Johnson. Wow, immediate Gus Johnson. Why? Because he's got the – Gus uh, Johnson, you could ask me any question on play-by-play, and the answer is Gus Johnson. Like, who would you rather have game by – who would you rather do play-by-play of your daily life? Gus Johnson. Who would you like to do play-by-play if you drive your car? Gus Johnson. The answer to any question with play-by-play is Gus Johnson. How do you think that would go? What would he say? I have no fucking idea. He'd be like, oh, here comes, here comes CJ. He's got the girl in the bed. Oh, she's taking off her top. Wow. CJ heads over. Oh, he's grabbed the record. Barry White. Wow, look at this guy go. CJ, pants are down. Whoa, magnifying glass. Where is that thing? You're right there, buddy. How many, how many, how many drinks is that for you? <laughs> I'm never drunk. That almost sounded like you've done some practice. Like that was pretty well rehearsed. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally just scrolling through. I think Gus Johnson's a good shout. I might go with Jim Nance. Yeah. 
I, first of all, I don't want to hear it, right? This is broadcast for somebody else. If we're in, if, if God forbid, we're in a situation where someone's announcing it, give me something nice and quiet. I want to focus on what I'm doing, right? Uh, what do you think the, okay, we'll skip that one. If you could uh, only watch one actress movies the rest of your life, who would it be? That's tricky because you want them to be, do a ton of movies. And kind of like a wide variety, like right? Nah, we don't necessarily need a wide variety. Um, give me Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. He's got a, I mean, he's got Psycho. He's got obviously the comedy piece. He's got Sears. I've watched The Breakup. I'm not even kidding. 300 times. I, I could, there's a lot of jokes I could go with there. I'm going to pass on all of them. I'm not talking about life events, the movie. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> How about just like saying. Leonardo DiCaprio? That's mine. Yeah, another cl- cliche classic choice. Oh, you call me cliche? Yeah. Well, he's got the so magnifying You're wearing a Titleist golf hat. Is there any more cliche than that? Than, than wearing a golf hat? Titleist one, though. Everyone does that. Uh, I just happen to be the hat I'm wearing today. I got, I got a Nike one right here. Let's see. I got, oh, okay. Uh, so you, you got all, you got the whole, ar- you got the whole armada there of cliche golf hats. <laughs> Steve doesn't like name brands. What are you wearing? I'm just, I'm just saying, like, everyone wears a Titleist or a Nike hat. That's not original at all. What would you like me to wear? Taylor made. I'm just saying, you can't, you, you, can't, you can't say, like, I'm not cliche as you are wearing the most cliche hat you could possibly be wearing. I mean, I think you're upset about the, uh, the penis joke. I think you can't take it. You don't understand what the word means, but hey, whatever. <laughs> penis or cliche? Cliche. <laughs> All right. Well, look, hey, hit us up over on Twitter at Siege Mentality. Uh, give us the terms of this bet because I am not 100% positive but much more positive than sieges that we're going to have a positive test for There's COVID. No, I just don't understand. Thanks We've to, had zero. Thanks to these new rules that they've implemented. They're here. not new rules. They're the same rules. They're Adam the same rules. They've done so great. Adam Silver just changes the rules for the playoff. Makes I don't understand sense. how they're changing the rules. These rules were announced three months ago. And then they changed them. No, they didn't. This is exactly what they said they were going to do. <laughs> All right, see you last By the time. way, they're doing the same thing with reporters, you know. Reporters aren't sitting down there. Like, uh, Rachel Nichols isn't stuck down there for, four, uh, like, three straight months. She can go home and then come back and quarantine for a week. It's no different than any other reporter. So you think Rachel Nichols is going to be the one that transmits it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm saying that you are uh, – the NBA is zero, zero COVID positive tests from inside the bubble. All right. All right. I'm, I'm with you. I think zero tests. Just like my take on tight ends – being worth it, I'm with you. But find a bet, and we'll go from there. All right. All right, there you go. Episode one of the Siege Mentality from my buddy CJ. Of course, at the Siege DFS. I am at Duke DFS. Give us a follow over there. Appreciate the uh, listen here today. Make sure you do subscribe and rate and review, if you would, please. That'll help us out. We're getting the channel changed over as soon as possible. Any thoughts before we close out the podcast here, my buddy? Nope. I think I'm right on all this. You'll be just as wrong as you were last week, so you're going two for two. Adios.